If we can't talk to each other, we're not gonna make it. Sometimes I feel like I, I've been on more than I can chew. Most of the time, I work in a glass jar and lead a very uneventful life. A face full of glass hurts like hell when you're in it. That's weird. That glass looks half full to me. Eating glass. Eating glass and staring into the abyss. Glass? Who gives a shit about glass? Who the fuck is this? It's kind of part of our culture to eat glass. Hey, get some safety goggles next time. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody and welcome to Chewing Glass, the show where we talk to developers building in the Solana ecosystem. Today I'm joined by quite the OG Solana engineer, Siong of Mercurial, Meteora, and Jupiter. Uh, and all these things are essentially under the same umbrella, but like Siong and I have sort of, we've never met, but we've engaged um, over the course of the last few years. Uh, he helped out with some developer experience stuff, wrote some things. We never met, but like it's awesome to have him here because he's been building a lot of crazy stuff over the last few years. So anyway, Siong, like great to have you on, man. Thank you. Yeah. Well, um, I'll just we'll save this for later, but I'm gonna say straight off the bat, congratulations on the Jupiter launch. That was like I'm sure that you guys were all stressed to the max. Um everything yeah. went smoothly. You did not take down our network. Um so that's uh that's a pretty big feat um and pretty exciting stuff. So um anyways, the way we like to kick the show off is is really to just like start from day one. Um and like that's like your sort of developer journey arc throughout the beginning and like and I'm talking like prior to crypto. So to start, like are you um are you sort of a formally trained engineer? Did you get started in college, like self taught? Like what's your what's your uh, what's your origin story? So I grew up in Malaysia. Then uh, I'm, I actually went to school in uh, somewhere near Chicago. I went to school at University of Illinois, Urbana-Champaign. Spent, um, you know, like four years in college, computer science, uh, you know, engineering background. Then after that, uh, like after school, been spending early, early, the early years of my career on like different startups, you know. So yeah, so real quick, like when when you were in college, you just took in the traditional courses, any specialties, basically just like the normal, like probably did some Java, some C sharp, like whatever they were teaching us at the, in those days at the university. So I was pretty lucky back then because uh, I went to school during the time like two thousand eight to two thousand twelve. The Bitcoin, you know, white paper came out around like two thousand nine. Yeah. So, you, like, you know, computer science, uh, like, pretty big computer science school. A lot of people were talking about it, you know. It's like Bitcoin white paper. It's very cool. You can do a lot of stuff. So, I spent a lot of time in, like, a distributor system, you know, all these things. Cool. So, so then um, you after, after you graduated college, like, you, uh, so what was your sort of first career experiences? So, I was pretty, um, like, I, I was pretty, like, I was trying to start, like, companies and stuff. Um, so during my freshman year in college, I actually joined like, this incubator called Y Combinator. I'm not sure you guys are aware of it. I think it. I've heard about it. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like a, you know, program, uh, like Hacker News and all this thing that was yeah. pretty early on. Yeah. So I did that my freshman year. Uh, I was lucky enough the company got acquired right after like we launched. Then I was working for like actually pretty funny right now. So I was like Seb Almond, the CEO of, of like OpenAI, was my boss 
for like six months. Really? So what was what yeah, was your yeah. what was your, so you went to Y Combinator with a startup that eventually got acquired pretty quickly? What was the what yeah. were you were you the the like were you an engineer? Were you just a founder? Were you a tech founder? You did yeah. both. Yeah, exactly. So what did you build and what was acquired? Are we allowed to talk about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we built, uh, I'm not sure people still remember um, uh, Foursquare. You know, you can check it at places and stuff I, like that. I've made some joke tweets about like, when are we going to see Foursquare on chain like a couple of years ago? And like, it's like, you know, I totally remember Foursquare. I remember where you could be the the, the governor of McDonald's or whatever the things exactly, that you could exactly. do. Exactly, yeah. So that's exactly what I built. So uh, I think Foursquare launched around like uh, April or May. Then we launched like a month or two months later. Yeah. Okay. What was the but project? Obviously, everyone remember Foursquare. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, we exactly. got acquired. No one remembers. Yeah. Wait. So are you saying that your Y Combinator project was acquired and turned into Foursquare or you built a similar thing that no, was no, acquired? No, no, no. So I built a similar thing. Okay. Like, uh, and what was, yeah. the, what was the tech stack in that? Um, back then, it's actually very funny. Um, so that that was right after iPhone just came out, right? Um, so like the whole development thing on iPhone is totally new. Uh, even I remember even simple things like reading and uh, reading and passing JSON is very difficult. Yeah. So you have to write your own custom parser and all this thing. Uh, it took us a took us a while, but uh, you know, like it's actually pretty fun. Like we have to do Objective C. Um, and that is another funny thing is like we also have to use Java as well to build it. Uh, to build, I'm not sure you remember BlackBerry. Everyone's using BlackBerry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm old too. So we have to build I'm, it. I'm, I'm old too. I know. <laughs> I see. So everyone has to build like uh, you know, like we all, we had we had we had to build uh, an app for the BlackBerry so people can start checking in uh, you know from their BlackBerry phone. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, like build, having to build your own parser. And all that stuff, like a lot of those times, like I've I had um I had I've had other people on and like the, the ones that have to like deal with that stuff early on in their careers and like solve problems where you don't have all these crazy abstractions, you have to like hand roll your own shit. That teaches yeah. you a lot. And then that makes the rest of your career easier when you start using all these tools. So like I mean, <laughs> I think it, at the time it probably sucked, but maybe it was some fun, but like it benefits you down the road always. So yeah, one thing I think I find I find very interesting is that uh, you know, like now people build stuff, right? They don't have to think about the constraint of memory, you know, all these things. Back then it's different. They do on Solana. Uh, if I rem- yeah. <laughs> yeah. And- <laughs> exactly. So now it's actually very similar to the Solana as well. You start having constraints like, you know, memory stack, like uh heat memory, all this stuff. But back then, iPhone's the same as well. I, if I remember correctly, it was like 40 megabyte per app or something like that. So yeah. you have to manage the memory like pretty religiously. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean that that just sort of teaches you like, you know, like now it's just like whatever. We'll just use this thing that uses up all of our memory and like we exactly. don't really we don't really give a shit. But then like yeah. when you, then when you like get to the place where you have to, you don't have you don't even know where to begin. So that's cool. So so after your startup got acquired, what was the where where did you head after that? Did you head to some more startups or did you? Uh, what'd you do? Yeah, so yeah, basically the same thing. Um, I've actually never worked for anyone in my life. Lucky you. <laughs> so Lucky always, you. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, now like uh, you know, like I always have to work for the company. So that's like one thing. But uh, you know, yeah. After after the company got acquired, I actually went back to college. I couldn't get my visa. I was still 
I know I was still an international student. So finished on my college, uh, came, came, you know, came back out into the Bay Area, San Francisco. I was in San Francisco for about six years, uh, between different startups as well. Yeah. Okay. And, and was there any like, so what, what sort of stuff were you doing? Like, like on the tech side where like, what technologies were you working with? Like after, like in those different jobs you were jumping around on? Yeah. So, um, so during the six years time in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in SF, I like uh, I helped started two companies. So one uh, one was this thing called Envoy. I'm not sure you guys know about it. It's like a like an iPad app, a company front desk. Before you enter it, enter the company, you put in your informations and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That's yeah. Like, it's like a sign in yeah. thing, just to like so they can track yep. who's going in and out. Yeah, I don't know if I know the yep. specific yep. one, but I'm familiar with uh, those types of software. my one of my old companies yeah. used to use that. I hated it. <laughs> but uh you know it's, it's pretty helpful for people who are visiting like uh you know other people in the company yeah exactly so i i uh so my roommate started that uh so i was helping him to grow the company it was like it was one point just two of us i think now the company is like uh three four hundred people um you know they raised multiple rounds after that i was there for the sit round then series a um i think now they just i think they just closed their Two hundred million something we see last year. Oh yeah. wow! So, but you were you were you were like you're an engineer at heart. So you were were you engineering? Were you doing engineering for the projects? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always been doing engineering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what's what what tech stack were you using? Like, I'm just curious. Like on your tech stack over the course of your career. So you did were doing Objective C and stuff, and then some Java. So like what else, like what other sort of language? Like this sort of leading up to the to where you are now. But like what what were you were what experience were you getting? I spent most of my time uh, in Ruby, Ruby and Rails. Oh, okay, interesting. I used to be in uh, the top hundred contributor, open source contributor list, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's impressive. Um, yeah, I've had a couple of people that talk about like Ruby on Rails. There's some people that really still love it a lot, to be honest. Um, it's it's one of those things, right? You know, like you can compare it pretty similar to like Solana engineering, right? It's like people who love it just like fucking love it right people <laughs> who like hey it's like would never do it yeah ruby is the same as all right you know it's like you have dhh you know 37 signal base camp like, talking about it all the time then you you have like a call group for like people who just love it like you know like i just want to do it for the rest of my life right yeah so not only are you a, a, a gigabrain engineer you've spent a lot of your career in ruby on rails you've got acquired multiple companies um that's, I was honestly just like from somebody like you who like I, I know is like a Rust engineer and anchor and building like DeFi stuff. It's kind of shocking to hear your sort of like really early origin <laughs> story as like a, like like a startup founder never working for a company and spending a lot of just, just your like career building on Ruby on Rails. Um, so uh, that's awesome. So how about this? Like, so... I kind of get the picture of like your story. Like I'm sort of jealous and impressed at the same time. Um, but what was your, uh, so you mentioned earlier about like hearing about Bitcoin, like what, when were you, when did you first find out about Bitcoin and crypto? And like, what did you think about it when you heard, were you like, there's, there's two reactions. One is like, this is people with a lot of foresight are like, wow, this could be big and I'm going to get rich. And uh, other people are like, this tech is really cool. Um, or then there's actually, there's three things. And the third is like, this is stupid. And like, 
what the hell are these people doing? So where, what camp did you fall into? Like when you first heard about Bitcoin? Definitely the, the number two camp, right? So, you know, um, as a freshman, like in college, like, uh, like hearing about Bitcoin is like definitely very exciting, right? You know, it, like when you're in school, you're learning about all this concept, like, you know, like distributor system, like how you can scale like a, like a network and stuff like that. Uh, then security and whatnot. A lot of it, uh, you know, just theory, right? You you have no idea what kind of real life applications that you can do or use right. with the things that you learn. Then you saw like when when I saw the Bitcoin paper coming out, I was like, wow, like it actually uses a lot of uh, things I was just learning in school in real life, right? Then I said, wow, like you can actually secure this whole like internet money with like all the things I was learning. Like, yeah, it, it, it was definitely very cool. I started like I remember I started like mining with my laptop. Like, I could still it was it could still work. Yeah. Yeah. Back then. So, so kind of like for you, the timing was you were already sort of like interested in doing those things. And then Bitcoin yeah. white paper came out. So it was like right place, right time. Like, like, hey, I'm already thinking about these things. And now somebody just created this thing that's pretty awesome. Uh, was there like, so you, you said you mined it, but like, did you have any other like, well, leading up to whenever you first, like the story before, like getting into like building on blockchain or anything like that. Like, did you just watch Bitcoin for a while? Did you mine it? Did you actually like get involved in any sort of like Bitcoin development or like Ethereum development or anything else like along those in that time frame? So, so you know, the only disappointing thing about Bitcoin is like people say that it's like internet money. You can build all these things on it. It's like, uh, but any engineer would know. Like, if you start trying to build things on Bitcoin, it's like, no, it's like. You cannot do shit with it. Like, you know, the only thing you can do is like, you mine it, then you keep it, you use it for some things, like that's it, right? Um, so like, I was like, okay, like after mining it, like I was, I was after trying to like tell my roommates about it, like stuff like that. It's like, um, I stopped for like, uh, you know, life got busy. Like I was start working on these different things and whatnot. Um, and I was like, I stopped doing, I'm like, you know, bothering, like bothering about it. Then I think right around the time that Ethereum came out, um, you know, when I started reading about Ethereum, like I was like, holy shit, this is something that you can, you know, actually build, build on, right? You like the smart contract, you can easily build like a simple, like, you know, dice, like a casino, like on it, like, a, you know, all this thing. I was like, wow, like this is something really cool. Um, I remember like the time was like, what, 2016 or 17, some, some, sometime around that. Yeah. So I was, uh, I I was, uh, yeah, I was just like leaving my uh, last company, like thinking what to do next, right? Um, that was like uh, then then I decided like okay, fuck it, like um, I'm gonna spend more time on like the blockchain development and stuff like that. So that that was also the time that I came back to Malaysia. So I basically left Bay Area for good. I came back to Malaysia right around 2018. From 2018 to 2020, I was like you know trying to do. A lot of different things to figure out like what life is going to be like in Malaysia. You know, I would spend like like my my career and like adult time in Malaysia. It's like you know, after high school I came straight to our US. So I was like, okay, um I was doing a bunch of different things. Contract, uh, you know, the uh Ethereum contract, helping people to launch token and stuff like that. Yeah. Cool. So uh, how was like did you enjoy that building spark contracts on Ethereum? Yeah, um, I would say uh, it's actually quite tricky in the sense that uh, um, I don't like the language 
personally, like solidity, like it's fun to write. It's very quick to deploy like something. But a lot, a lot of time you just have to worry about a lot of like security concerns, like, you know, how to, how to, how to make sure that it's secure. Um, did at the time when you were doing that was like, did you just because like you are where you are now and doing what you're doing, like at the time when you were building that, did you like have any sort of mindset that like, Hey, like this is probably not going to be able to scale to consumers. Did this thought pop I mean, through your head? Like for, that's for sure. Right. You know, it's like. <laughs> Anyone who uses Ethereum, they know how slow it is, right? Like, and how expensive it can be, right? Right. I remember, like, back when the day was, like, the first bull run. I mean, the first Ethereum bull run was, like, 2018 or something like that. Like, 2017. Yeah, I made a lot of money and I lost it all on Ethereum, so. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so so let, let's talk about the transition. Let's talk about, like, the leap um, from building on Solidity to like where you are now, like without going too deep into like, like your projects that you were involved in, like how did you, who plucked you out of Ethereum world and brought you to, to Solana? Or did you sort of like do what some of us did, myself included, was just start seeing Anatoly talk about it and thinking like, hey, this thing might actually be legit. Or like, what was the, what was that moment for you? And like, when was it? Was it in, was it in 2020 or 2021? Um, I think we started 2021. Yeah. So early January 2021. Right. Or 2022. Yeah. Like slightly more than two, three it, it years. It was right definitely now. 2020. 2020 was like the, the launch of the network. 2021 yeah. like was like the really early days. Um, and I'm, yeah. I, and you were definitely around in 21, I remember. Yeah. Because I, there was only a few so, of us. Yeah. So it has been like, uh, so basically Ming, Ming, Mel, Mel and I uh, have known each other for like, I met him in 20, 2009. So Mel, Mel and I uh, have known each other for for quite a long time right now, 2009 until now. So we've been trying to work like on things together. We actually like uh, work on like a couple of things together. He actually like helped me a lot uh, through the college because, uh, you know, I was, I was working for him on a part-time basis. When I was in college, um, then then we keep in touch. Like uh, like since then, like we talk about different ideas, and we talk about different things to build. So at the time, he was at uh, Kyber, one of the OG like, oh. Ethereum companies. Oh wow! Like okay, that. I'm learning all kinds of shit now. I had no, I did not know yeah. that. Yeah, I know Kyber. He actually built uh, he actually built uh, WBTC when he oh. was at uh, Kyber. Yeah. Oh wow! Cool. So Mel, Mel and I was like, uh, yo, like, you know, let's, let's build something together. Then we are looking at like, you know, like Ethereum, we are like, okay, this thing is not exciting at all. Like things are slow and stuff like that. Um, obviously there are other things as well. And mostly EVM based, we are like, okay, like let's do something different. Um, for me, like personally as an engineer, people talk about Rust all the time. And I was like, okay, well, Solana seems pretty cool, pretty interesting. I was like, you know, trying to do some simple things on it, transfer and all this, and well, everything's instant, right? Like, did you once, use once did, you try? Did you use the Paul X escrow tutorial to learn anything? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Paul, <laughs> Paul was looking with us for 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 the early days as well. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. So Paul, that that con that 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 blog post like basically consolidate like everything I need like to learn about so like, many people from the early days yeah. they called it i say this on this podcast a lot but it's like they called it the solana bible because like anybody yeah. knew that came in that was really the only piece of content outside of like just looking at the code and looking at the tests 
or like the the protocol or like the SPL library like that and it also had some text to it so it kind of explained some things so that's pretty cool that that you use that as well it's just the gift keeps that keeps on giving to be honest yeah i mean people like i was talking about like you know i have to do my own json passing that was actually pretty similar in the early days of solana development as well right you have yeah. to like specify each like instruction you know zero index calling this thing one index calling these instructions now with anchor like people don't have to think about this kind of thing yeah shout out to armani yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, okay, cool. So you, um, so you were building, you were learning, you used, you, you kind of, you know, doing the thing, chewing the glass. Um, and do you guys were just tinkering around, I guess, for a while? Uh, because like now we can say yeah. that, like you guys came up with a pro like, so was, was Mercurial your first project or did you like guys try yeah. to do some other stuff before that? So Mercurial was always the first project. Um, so we know, we know the network was new, right? Like it's very important to have something like a, you know, I think Oka was doing something about token swapping. Then we realized that uh, you know, it's very important to have something that uh, you know, stable to stable swap, USDC, USDT. Then uh, you know, hopefully more like like we were hoping that they were they were going to be more stable coins project coming out on on Solana. Uh, the way we think about it is like you know, like we feel like the development of DeFi will be very similar to Ethereum or Solana. So we are trying to build like uh, whatever is popular on Ethereum, trying to do it on Solana. That makes yeah. sense. Like a lot, we got a like like Solana got a lot of slack for that in the early days. But it's like, what do you expect? You guys built some really great primitives. Of course, we're going to build yeah. them on Solana. Like and <laughs> exactly. Then we'll then we'll, exactly. then we'll innovate from there. But like you know, like exactly. Essentially, Ethereum just co copied Wall Street primitives. Like if we're being honest, yeah. and then and then Solana copied Ethereum and so on and so forth. You know, like these are primitives of of finance. So like they're going to happen. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so basically the, around the time, you know, like we were building like Mercurial, um, like, you know, and Ian and like Dylan, they all were building Sabre as well. Right. So like a pretty strong like, compet competitor out there, right? Um, you know, everyone remembers Sabre. We were like this, the very fast second uh, with uh, Mercurial. So uh, it's very hard to compete Uh but the one good thing that we built on our UI is like, uh, you know, we allow people to do serum swap as well. So other than uh, just normal USDT, USDC swap, you can also like, you know, like have a simple swap UI, like interfacing uh, on top of serum. So you have all these different tokens that you can swap. Like that's the only way we can get users to come to our website. Like, well, yeah. Like other than stable swap, you can also come here to do like different swap as well. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think a lot of people like, essentially they just all leveraged the the serum order book like within their like that was like that was phase one of every DeFi app early on yeah. was like integrate with serum and provide all that like already existing functionality and then we'll build our additional products and features around that so yeah exactly i mean one thing that's very strong back then was like uh you know all new tokens were always launched in serum Right. Like it's very easy to pick up like you know new tokens and stuff like that yeah yeah um and then so, i don't know like ra radium i radium was the first time i actually like started using like a deck like serum was like honestly like my eyes bled every time i looked at it um <laughs> i think radium was like the first like sort of like very pretty looking popular decks like it still yeah. like wasn't perfect but it was like Wow, yeah. this is like a lot nicer than everything we've been trying to use. 
I mean, the speed alone is very, like, it makes everything different, right? You know, anyone who have tried using, like, Ethereum, I talk to people who are working on Solana right now, and they're complaining, but I was like, yo, have you tried Ethereum before? They're like, oh, like, I've never used Ethereum, like, Solana is my first thing, but like, yo, try out Ethereum, then you know why, like, Solana is, Solana is very different. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people don't really realize, like, Solana ecosystem is not a lot of Ethereum converts. Like, everything from yeah. developers to users, is this is their first blockchain that they've been building on. There are a handful of them out there. The guys at, the guys at Sabre were, were Ethereum engineers first. I think, pretty sure Tristan at Zeta also did Ethereum. There, there's, a, yeah. there's, a, there's a few of them out there, but, like, a lot of people that are building right now, like, they came in for Rust. They came in. For, they didn't even try on any other blockchain because they were waiting for something that was fast enough to like to run use cases, run order books, um, like exactly flobs and and all that stuff on chain. So it's uh, uh, it was good. Like I think those early days also helped. Like the bar was so high for engineering talent that it brought in some of the smartest people out there that were created the base. It created the base of our engineering talent that then like helped the next generation of people, and then it just kept going. You, I, I remember you offering to help like write content or do some things in those early days because I just started and I was like, "There's nothing. I don't even know where to begin to like yeah. to support all these demand for engineers." But Solana Cookbook uh, was one of those things that came out that really helped a lot of people. So. But anyways, let's get back to your story. So you guys, so you guys uh, had had built that first project um and and then like what happened from there so yeah so um like i mentioned earlier right it's like we have this like uh serum interface that everyone was using like you know like you say if you go to serum look at all the order book it's like for a newcomer it's very overwhelming but yeah. for someone who just want to swap right they would rather come to our website it's like oh like just a simple swap form you put in what you want to buy, you know, what you want to buy with, then like click a button, then you like, you basically skip the whole open book, like order book uh, UI, like just like get the token that you want, right? Then Which we is the, we're that, talking like, about, oh, wow. like, we're talking about the swap that everybody sees today when they cut, like even yeah. like on, on Jupiter, like it's that simple, like what yeah. coin and what other coin, and then you hit a button. Exactly. Right, exactly. So, so, um, so we were like, okay, what can we do more, more, more with it, right? Um, like we started thinking about, or maybe we can like, uh, in, to increase our like material volume, we can actually like, you know, allow people to do like routing, easy routing, you know, other than just buying. Back then, everything is like coupled with soul, right? You have to like, you know, X token with soul, then you need to have soul in order to buy something. So we started doing something simple, like how can we mix and match different uh, token as part of the routing? Uh, the first version of Jupiter is actually like a, a very simple one. Like you can only do simple routing uh, between a, a, a few different pools. Um, and everything's mostly funded. There's no contract. There's no nothing. Yeah. Then so, from there, we are like, oh. Yeah, yeah so, but uh, Mercurial was first. And then what about Meteora? Like what was the what was the order of these products being built? Yeah, so basically uh, Mercurial first. Then we launched Jupiter uh, after that, uh, you know, the whole FTX crash and everything, we feel like we need to reset the whole narrative for, for Mercurial. That's why we'll, we launch uh, uh, Meteora as part of uh, Mercurial. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that, now, now that story makes sense. So let's get into Jupiter. Like, so when Jupiter started, it, like, what, what was the product offering and like, how has that changed like since the beginning? 
it's always the same thing, right? Finding the best price for, for user to swap on Solana. One thing that's very different on Solana versus Ethereum is that, uh, you know, mm, gas fees is fixed on Solana. So it doesn't really matter how complicated the routing is. As long as you're willing to pay. I mean, back then, it's only 200,000 compute unit. So as long as you can fit anything under 200,000, then you can do something cool, right? So that's why the, the, the routing wasn't that exciting back then, you know. Yeah. You can only do 200,000. Yeah. So you can only do 200,000 like compute units. So it's very simple, like sometimes single hop, maybe a simple split. That's it. Um, but that's, that was the goal, right? Finding the best price for the users and they don't have to pay extra for the fees. I like Ethereum. Ethereum, you can find like the most complicated route that use up a shit ton of like gas. But at the same time, gas is not cheap on, so, uh, on Ethereum. So if you if I can find you like a really good price, right? Like even it's like one percent better, it might cost you two or three percent more on the gas. But on Solana, it's very different. Like we can find you even one cent better, you still pay the same price. Yeah, right. And so for any just for context for anybody listening, Jupiter is well. You guys have a lot more product offerings now, but in the beginning, it was basically just a a DeFi aggregator it would find you the best swaps across different protocols. So let me ask you how. How hard was that, like considering like the, the sort of open source IDL sort of stuff across the ecosystem? How challenging was that for you to sort of get what you needed to be able to actually do the routing um, and the and that hops? Because, you know, like you got to either be able to to reverse engineer some of the stuff or like have the IDLs and or just know what that what that looks like. Was that was that challenging to get started? Yeah. So the the I think Radiant was still like. I mean, I think until to this day, they, they were still close source. But the good thing is like, uh, you know, the ecosystem back then was very small, right? You can like basically jump in the Telegram group, talk to pretty much everyone who's building a Solana. <laughs> yeah. So we have to like, like it, it wasn't hard. Uh, I think most, the most difficult constraints mostly on the contract side, like like I, I just mentioned, early days was only 200,000 compute unit. Like, uh, you know, it's very hard to build on top of that. The only thing that you have to figure out is like how do you create more instruction just so that you can get more than two hundred thousand, right? You know, it's like one instruction two hundred thousand, and then you have two instructions like four hundred thousand. So we have to like instead of like doing everything in one instruction, we have to like figure out like let's make it like multiple instructions for per swap. Yeah, so stuff like that. Talking to Radio was fun, you know, like they they are still close source like until until for the V one uh, that was back then. That's what they had. Um, Serum was easy because Serum, everything's open source. You know, they have like this, like, you know, like, like do this thing open source, uh, um, idea. Okta was easy as well. They were using the SPL, uh, standard pro uh, program. So that was easy. I mean, back then it was in like three or four different sort. Um, then after that, all the new integration is very different as well. People come to us instead of like, we reach, we, we reaching out to them. So yeah. they, they, they help us. Yeah. They were usually like, you know, like, these are all the things that you need to do. Like you need to like, to swap on on like X and Y and C, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like in the beginning, it's like this: like nobody really knows you too much, and then like you have to beg to get it, and then like you build yeah. a killer experience, and then like it's a cold start problem. But then once you build a killer product, everybody's like, "Yo, we want to be on Jupiter." Like you guys are crushing it. So, <laughs> and then yeah. people are reaching out. So that's awesome. So like that was the beginning. You guys were pretty much an aggregator doing the best routing for the best prices. Um, but things have changed. You guys are more than just that now. Uh, so what what what's the what's the evolution been like like since just only doing that? 
I mean, um, it's, it's, it's always part of the plan, right? We always want to offer like this thing that's free that everyone come to and save money, right? Then, uh, then we always want to do like, okay, what are the things that we can build outside of, uh, you know, the simple swap experience? Uh, what are the things we can build, right? So we, we listen to our users a lot, right? Like, or they say, oh, you have this sort of experience. Like, can, can I do DCA? Can I do limit order? Can I do all this thing, right? So the first two new products that we launch are DCA. DCA is actually like a very, I mean, like this DCA limit order. These two products are very, it's actually very simple. Like it's very simple contract, but it built on top of the swap experience. Um, you know, if you're someone who's not consistently in front of your computer, you have no idea like what you want to buy. So you can set up a limit order that built on top of the swap API. Like, okay, like I just want to buy Solana when it hits like, you know, like 99 bucks when it's 100, right? Stuff like that. Um, it's a very simple setup on the limit order. Uh, we charge, I think it's like 0.1% of like fees or something like that. I don't remember what's the fees like. Then we also have the DCA product. It's the same thing. Um, you know, I just want to buy... Um, like Solana over the course of like one uh, one day, like, you know, one like seven days, like one month. I don't care about the price I'm going to pay. Like I'll just put like this amount. All these things are built on top of the swap API. Just you know, just to get more users on the swap API. Yeah. Then last year, um, I think early last year, I was talking to like one of my engineers, like yo, like let's let's do something different. That's like not not like the swap API. Um, that's how we came up with the whole, like, you know, like, um, the perpetual product right now. And is, so was like, before we get into like the most recent stuff, is that the last like additional product you had added was perpetuals? Yeah, exactly. On the UI. I mean, the last one is actually the launch pack, which we have helped launch uh, the Venn token and also the Jupiter token. Right. That's what I was going to, that's what I was getting to. So more recently, so like you guys have launched you've have bet well you guys have launched a launch platform to be able to launch yeah. tokens um yeah and like you tested it out first like with mark chu right yeah and then like the the win meme token the cat token and then like yeah. more more recently you guys um have launched the um the actual jupiter token um yeah so exactly. can you can you explain to me like what you guys like actually built in this launch platform, like what it actually, because you could say like launch platform or whatever, like, but to me, it's like, couldn't I just use like just basically mint a token? And then like, I'm just curious what went into this and like what the actual like launch platform actually is and does. So we always want to do a launch pad, right? In the sense that, like, you know, like, like people come to Jupiter all the time. So we do get attention of like users coming to us. But a lot of products, they just don't have the luxury of, you know, users coming to like their website. So the goal there is always to help other projects to get more attention from ah. the users that we have, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are leveraging your platform for not only just like to be able to facilitate the whole thing, but also like distribution so that you can leverage your distribution exactly. network to give attention to other people's... To okay. That makes a lot of sense. So that was the goal. Then, uh, then when we announced that we were to launch, uh, you know, the Jupiter tokens, everyone's coming to us like, "Yo, like if you guys are airdropping to like a million users, the network will die." Like you know, like <laughs> don't do that. Like you know, figure out a way to like, it's like do it properly. You know, like make sure that it's like you know, like like people like can claim like in batches and stuff like that. We were like, okay, like uh, you know, 
why don't we just try out something, right? It's like, like just do it. Like that's how Mockjuke came along. We just want to make sure that the network can survive. Same thing for the first launch, uh, first launchpad project, uh, Ben Token as well, right? It was the same idea. Like, can we airdrop to a million users and get everyone in the ecosystem to be ready, right? It's actually very exciting. Like, I'm pretty sure when you see the Ben launch, you know, Phantom went down, then you have like, a, you know, like some wallet couldn't, like barely can kick up. A lot of RPC died along the way. But I think there's a very good lessons for everyone in the ecosystem, right? Phantom was like, oh, well, holy shit. I couldn't even handle like the there's, an, there's like, no doubt we, about it. These things suck in the moment for whoever's experiencing it. But like, yeah. it's just like when the, in 2022 for the Solana network, all that does is harden it because like really smart people go solve those problems so that next time that doesn't happen. So like as much as it sucks for a lot of people in those moments, like all that does is mean the next time that it's like it's going to be resolved because they'll figure out yeah. what went wrong. So like it's good. It's not good in general. Exactly. So from the van launch to the Jupe launch, right? It was only like what two weeks, one week, uh, one week actually. One everything just was one blur. week, just one week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So everyone has to get ready for the whole launch, right? Um, like I remember after the van launch, we were talking to like Brian uh, from Triton, said, "Yo, I think we need a lot more RPC servers and whatnot." I think we went from like twenty us dedicated servers to like sixty dedicated servers just to get ready for the launch. Same thing for Phantom as well. We was like, go like kinking Phantom the whole time. It's like, yo, no one can use like, you know, like Phantom to swap right now. Like it's very slow and stuff like that. Then they have to talk to their provider as well. Like I think, um, I think um, Blowfish have to scale up their infrastructure just for the launch as well. Um, I, I, it's a very cool concept, right? Like that on, on the Web3, like on a normal Web2 company, if you build something, you launch something, no one you can, like, you know, it's like everything's on you. Like, you don't know, work with anyone in the ecosystem. It's like you launching this and uh, your comp competitor wants you, wants you to fail, you know, like that's like, but it's very different. Throughout this launch, right, we learn so many things from everyone in the ecosystem. You know, Brian, uh, Triton's providing us the RPC servers. We have a backup with Helios as well. And Helios, like, you know, Mert and uh, Liam was like helping a lot. Nice. And we have like, you know, we talked to the Phantom team very closely is to make sure that the world is like working like well, so flare as well. Um, like, I think I, it's a very good relationship that everyone's like, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, 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 you're good. I was just going to parrot what you said. Like, like that sort of stuff, like it's my favorite thing when all these teams are working together like that, dude. Like that's how you win, like as an, as yeah, an exactly. ecosystem. Exactly. So it's like, uh, you know, after, the, after this whole launch, right, I'm very confident that I'm pretty sure now I want to know. Yo, holy shit, we handled this thing very well, right? We can do a lot crazy, like a lot more crazier thing right now, right? I'm not going to lie, though. I had the 2022 PTSD. Um, I was looking at the ping time the day before, and it wasn't, exactly. it, it wasn't perfect, like, on the network. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, please, no. So I had some pretty extreme, I, mean, not, I had some not, anxieties. Not not just you, right? Everyone, like, I was like, fuck, man, like, like, like hopefully the network can keep out and stuff like that. Even internally, all the engineers like, were bad things. Like, yo, can we bring, like, do you think we will bring the network down? Do we think we will bring the network down? Yeah. Uh, I mean, to be honest, like, Anatoly would have been cheering it on. He'd be like, good job taking down the network. Now let's go fix it. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, yeah. that's just how it, he's just honest. That's, he, like, the, like, just intellectually honest. Like, you know, like, 
sauna's not even near its end state that that could happen like knock on wood i don't want that to happen but like you know yeah. it you know we're Solana's building a thing that nobody's ever built in the history of humankind like like at this scale decentralized sort of network so yeah, it's it. um it's it's pretty big i re- in 2022 when radium was doing their launch pad yeah um they were, they were, like, well, yeah, they were doing this when the network just already was horrible. And every time we heard, yeah. like, a, like I would hear about, like, Radium doing another launch. I'm like, please don't. Please don't yeah. do that. But whatever. We're I mean, here. like, and the crazy thing is, like, our scale is probably, like, 100, like, maybe a 1,000 times more than what, what Radium was doing back then. Um, and, uh, like, surprised me. Like, not, everything was looking very, like, very good. And yeah. those, well, back in the radium days when when the network really hit those like issues, um, you could do a hundred NFT mint that would have fucked things up. To be honest, it was yeah, just exactly. it was a, it was, a, it, it was well. a very bad six to eight months. Um, I I'll, let's I don't want to talk about it anymore. I want to forget it forever. Uh, but anyways, like congratulations on all this stuff. Like the everything from just you've been here a long time. All the products you've created, finally landing on Jupiter. Uh, getting down this routing stuff, getting the best price for the users, and then at the same time building some additional products, including this launch, um, this uh, this launch pad, which is what's going to be awesome. So I want to shift gears a little bit be- because I want to be uh, conscious of everybody's time, but um, I'm going to start out like we got I got a series of questions I want to ask you, and the very first one because you've been here for so long and have you seen the evolution of the developer experience, like. How different is it from when you started in early 2021 building on Solana compared to now? Like with everything from like, I'm sure you don't really read content and tutorials, but just what, just everything, you know, there's, there's indexers out there. There's, there's better RPCs, there's anchor, there's like a bunch of different series of tools. And I'm sure you guys have hand rolled your own, but like when you've been developing and writing code, like how much easier is things that you can find what you want compared to like then and now situation for you personally? I mean, obviously it's very different right now, right? Um, um, you know, you mentioned the Paul X thing. That was the only thing back then, right? It's like, yo, like when, when a new engineer joins us, we'll be like, yo, just read this thing. Like you, like, so like nothing else you can read. And then try to go deep in the source code right now, right? Then in the last like a uh, year or two years, like uh, we have, we have, so like DCA is built by engineer just joined like less than a year ago, right? He like he was a uh, Ethereum like a uh, contract engineer. Now like he's doing like full time Solana contract. Like obviously the different like the the, the experience is very different right now. Right, I told him the POX thing. He was like, "Yo, why should I read this thing? Like there's so many like good examples like, right there out there right now." I was like, "Oh, cool. Like I didn't even know about it." And then they have to like start telling me. I love. Oh, to- you can do this thing. That's like. Yeah. Uh, sometime at some point in time, I'd love like like maybe in messages later, I'd love to hear like actually how how he went like what he used in order to do that. You know, some people do tutorials, some read the docs, which have gotten a lot better since then. Yeah. Cookbook. Some people like will do it. There's there's like five different ways that people learn, and I'm just curious yeah. how somebody like because when people ask me coming from Ethereum how to learn Solana, I'm like. Erase your memory, forget everything you know about like blockchains, and then restart from scratch on Solana. That's how you do it. I I feel like a lot of times it's less about the writing the code. It's more about the conceptual 
you know, concepts like your, programming like, model, uh, like PDAs, exactly. like like all yeah. like accounts, accounts, like account based. Yeah, 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 like that's one big thing, right? For a lot of people coming for Ethereum, it's like like what the fuck is this accounts? Like where do I have to pass it in? Like yeah, on Solana is like a big giant. I mean, on Ethereum is a big giant like state machine, like a machine that you can just call anything, anything that you want, right? Now, if you came yeah. from, if you're coming from Linux, you might have a little bit yeah. better of a time because it's going to be a little more similar. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So, so it's like, like that is like the idea, right? Yeah. So what would you, so like, just really quick, we gonna do like some like shotgun questions. Like, so like right now, like for you, like what's, what's the bane of your existence? Like, what is the worst thing about building on Solana for you right now and your developer experience? Like, what is the worst, what's the thing that when you have to deal with it every, if it's something every day or just occasionally, like, what's that thing for you? That's just like, this is horrible. I can't do this. Uh, like if you're talking about contract development it's like that's it's every, whatever you want us. yeah yeah anything yeah it's like stack and uh hit memory management like yeah. yeah that's like still horrible yeah it's very hard to know as well yeah how how do you fix that like 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 is there something that could be done like from somebody else that could make that better for you or is this at the protocol level um I think just like a few convenient methods to figure it out. And it's very hard to know as well. Like now we are spending a lot of time optimizing CU as well, compute unit. Like you, you move code around. It's like sometimes you add more code, but the CU go down. We are like, what the fuck? Like it should <laughs> cost more, but why is it going down? <laughs> and these are the things that we, we have no idea about. Yeah. Right. Okay. So now the next question is like, what do you enjoy about building on Solana? Like, like what's the, like, I'm talking like from like for you, like purely technical coding, like what's the, what's the thing that like makes you excited about building on it? It actually doesn't have to be technical. It can be whatever you want. Um, like personally, I just like the fact that like, uh, all the, when you do something and, uh, you know, it's challenging, you can always ask people around you to help. Like, you know, people in the ecosystem, like, you know, like someone called a new idea. Now Anchor is being run by a like a, a children right now. He's like very been like yeah. He built Solana Playground, which yeah. is basically remixed yeah. for Solana, and then he got moved That's over. Right. So like, which is awesome. He's 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 incredible. Um, so exactly. Yeah. So your 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 favorite thing. Like, we get this a lot. Like this happens a lot. Lot to be honest. It's like people were like came for the tech, stayed for the vibes, and like really what that means yeah. for most engineers is like it's a very welcoming ecosystem anybody's willing to help whether it's on twitter discord telegram they don't care you know like you can ask a tech question exactly. on twitter and you'll have and exactly. you'll have 10 people try to help you which is like can't ask for anything more than that i don't even have, like so yeah so what so the final question i always ask everybody um is like if you you probably like i don't know how if you have any young people coming on your jupiter team but like let's say you have like some young new developer that's thinking about building on Solana or like is just getting started and like they're they're they want to be successful like what advice would you give like this next generation that's trying to build on Solana because it's not easy so like what what would you tell that person that's like trying to do, like get started actually I get that questions all the time like you know people DM me is like yo like uh, like what do you think about like what are the things that like I need to build like I always tell them it's like yo like stop thinking what to build to become the next, like, you know, billion dollar protocol or whatnot. It's like, just, just start building. Right? It's like simple things that you think doesn't work, just build it right now. Like don't spend too much time thinking about, oh, this not worth building because it won't be like, 
you know, the Dex billion dollar idea, this is not worth building. It's like because like, you know, all these business cases that might not be like, you know, there or whatever, right? It's like just build. Just, just jump in. Just yeah, jump just in there yeah, exactly. and start building like something that maybe nobody will ever use, but because it's just cool and you and you like exactly. it and you think it's a cool problem exactly. to solve, just build it and make it exactly. work. And then figure out the rest of the shit later. Is that Acheron's a very good idea, right? He was building the remix of like, you know, Solana. I, I remember he started with like, not even thinking about that. It was like doing something very simple, right? Like we were talking about it. They started like take on like this, like, you know, cool big project himself alone, right? Yeah. It was, uh, it was really funny. Like he, he, I didn't know him. He DM'd me one day and was just like, hey, um, I built this thing. Have you ever heard of Remix? And I was like, go on. And he was like, well, I kind of <laughs> built that for Solana. And I messaged Jacob, who's head of DevRel now. I was like, dude, you're not going to believe this. But like somebody actually built Remix for Solana. And then eventually yeah. like they they got introduced and, we, and like everybody's like, this is huge. Like it is. It's, yeah, it's a exactly. huge thing. It's a huge yeah. tool that didn't exist on Solana that existed on EVM. And like, you know, there's a lot of pain for people building on Windows machines, especially that now have another mm -hmm. alternative. <laughs> Without mm -hmm. having to deal with that, exactly. Yeah, I, that, I mean, that's one thing I'm like, like I always tell people it's like just build, like stop thinking about the business use case or whatever, right? Yeah, I mean, it's good advice, and like you're not the first person to say it. And when I keep hearing the same thing over and over again, like it's typically pretty strong advice, you know. Like when I do this show, it's like the like you start to see some repetition and 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 the answers that people give, which is like a high signal that like these are something that people should be listening to. Um, and this show is really for people to hear people's journeys, you know, like you, you jumped onto Solana, had no idea about it. And like, here you guys are with like the highest volume sort of DeFi project on Solana, like that people need to listen and pay Not attention. Not Solana, no, like, you know, sometimes we beat Uniswap as well. Actually, sorry, <laughs> my bad. That is true. Um, and like, that's, that's insane. And so like the lesson in there is just like, just build. It doesn't mean you're going to get it right the first time like it did with your guys' first protocol. And if you fail, okay. which I don't think you really failed, but you were just like, we have some better ideas. And you did that. And then like yeah. people who just keep grinding, like you knew nothing about Solana like three, two and a half, three years ago. And now here yeah. you are with like one of the most prolific like DeFi protocols in all of blockchain. Um, yeah, I so mean, we have more than 100,000 users like sometimes like a day. Yeah. Like how many how many protocol they can tell people they have more than 100,000 daily users. Yeah. You well you need to get all of Malaysia using Jupiter. So like you just get <laughs> you get you get on that. <laughs> Actually right. surprisingly Indo Indonesia is pretty big. No, yeah, so there there we know that Indonesia is like super heavy user base. Um yeah. so like that's low that's... volume but like high high like high count. Yeah, but hey yeah. man, like that's helping people out. They're probably like it's that's it, exactly how we should be. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, anyways, man, uh, we've come to that time. It's the end, Seong. Like, thanks for coming, man. Like, I'm glad of actually that you pushed this off a few times on us. Rightfully so. <laughs> you had something more important, like the Jupiter launch, to to take <laughs> care of. But it's kind of I feel uh, bad for that. No, yeah. don't feel bad. Like, uh, I'm. It's yeah. actually kind of cool that I get a like that we got to talk directly after it and hear the story and like, and, and hear like what you guys have been up to, like here on your, here in your story and like, and just how you landed here and how this has all been built in just such a short amount of time. 
is like this whole thing is for younger developers to watch as inspiration. So like this is a real this is a, like I really enjoyed this conversation. So thanks for coming, man. And uh I'll see you out there on the interwebs. Cheers, everybody.